Robert Allen author once said that cultural differences should not separate us from each other, but rather cultural diversity brings a collective strength that can benefit all of humanity. And while there is comfort in familiar things, sometimes it's nice to get out there and learn a new language, learn about different holidays of the world, try unique cuisine, listen to different types of music and stories. And today on the Nerdy Reads podcast, Robert and I will be talking about the book Vampires of El Norte. We will also be figuring out which is better, Mexican or American Coke. And we have some trivia and news as well. Robert, how's life, brother? Man, life's going good, Justin. I'm happy to be back doing another episode of the Nerdy Reads podcast. It's a great time to be a fan of books. And honestly, man, I'm a little bit nervous about trivia this week after the live (laughs) trivia show. As you should, brother. (laughs) Today we celebrate National Eat Outside Day, where fresh air, friends, and good food are the focus. It's also National South Carolina Day, National Trail Mix Day, and National Matchmaker Day. Oh, sweet. And makes matches, you know. All the Cupids out there, it's your day. You ever Cupided, if that's a word? You know, maybe when I was a lot younger, I would do some of that, but not so much in my in my older age now. I accidentally Cupided, you know, a few years back. Oh, yeah, go ahead. And they're married, bro. So, hey. Successful cupiding, if you will. Hey, and I hope they're listeners of this show. So talking about trivia, let's 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 touch base a little bit about our trivia game that we just got done playing. First and foremost, congratulations to you, the winner of the trivia. We want to just thank everybody because the turnout to that was, I mean, it was more than we 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 anticipated, really. And we didn't know. We said, hey, four or five, we're gonna, we're gonna chalk that up and high five and say that was awesome but i think at the top end we had like 14 or 15 and and we've had several other viewings since then and so thank you guys so much for your engagement really want to just thank harrison too for keeping score appreciate you man and just thanks everybody for showing up and being a part of the night it was a really fun first live event and we're looking at maybe doing more of that kind of stuff in the future but for now that was our very first time trying it and really success So thank you all for being a part of that. Yeah, man. Thank you, Harrison, for keeping score. Thank you, Mandy at Introvertically Bookish for hosting. You can catch her page for a chance to win a signed paperback copy from Helena Hunting. And the only other thing I'm going to say about the uh, trivia is Maggie, I did not cheat. (laughs) Hey, she threw a little shade at you, but she's not the only one, though, bro. There were a couple people that were trying to call you out just a smidge. But, hey, whatever. I'm sure my boy didn't cheat. I'm going to go. I'm going to give my boy the uh, honest nod, I believe, and and Robert. I believe he's he's not that type of dude. We have something else we have to celebrate today, bro. Oh, yeah. What's up, dude? 25 episodes. This is 25? This is episode oh. This is episode number 25. So, hey, that's kind of big, I think. Huge. I didn't think we'd make it this far, honestly, because <laughs> you and I, we're known to like start something and bounce off of it real quick, move to the next thing. Pause. <laughs> but 25 episodes deep, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're referencing video game stuff. Hey, dude, listen, we haven't found anything that's caught our attention in the video game realm in several years, but there was a time where we'd play the same game for several months. You yeah. know, as we got older, we're a little more selective of how we spend our time, right? That's how I'm going to word it. 
Hey, dude, I respect it. I'm glad to be here. I look forward to 25 more episodes. You got a question for us today? I do, man. I'm going to ask you a question. It is book related. Do you prefer physical books or ebooks? So for me, ebooks and reading, yes. I prefer ebooks when it comes to just like sitting down and reading. I like having physical books around. Even this Vampires of El Norte book that we have, I love the cover. I like the look of it. It's nice to have them. And I kind of like both for different reasons. But as far as like sitting down and just burning through a book real quick, I mean, the ebooks are, are where it's at for me anyway. Before we started this podcast, I was a strictly ebook guy. It was so much more convenient to open up the Kindle open up the Kindle app. Anywhere I am, I could just pop up and read a couple pages of something and move on. But since we've started this podcast, I kind of appreciate physical books a little bit more. I'm going to go ahead and say I prefer physical books, but I'm going to primarily read on the ebook for convenience. Sure. Believe it or not, man, I don't know why, but there are people who have questioned whether or not we actually walk to the fridge when we do the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we literally walk to the fridge. So without further ado, we're going to do that now because we're going to grab our Cokes. Be right back. Dude, I can't believe people uh, actually question if we walk to the fridge. Like we got to, we go through like, you know, hey, we got a roadmap for the show. We have a little banter before we get started. Then we do the intro or we got to sit here and let our drinks get warm. That's it, dude. That's what I'm saying, man. Like I literally, and it's not just one person. Yeah. I like that you guys say you walk to the fridge every week. You know, those drinks are sitting right beside you all. It's nah, like, man. nah, bro. We walk to the fridge. I promise you, we walk to the fridge. All right, dude. Which one do you want to try first? We're going to sip the OG palate cleanse and hit the Mexican Coke or Mexican Coke palate cleanse OG? Let's do the OG first. Let's do it then. We have another versus for you all today. It is Mexican Coke versus American Coke. What's the difference? Is it a significant difference? We're going to find out. The Mexican Coke product was originally imported into the U.S. to appeal to Mexican immigrants who were more familiar with that formula of the soft drink. Mexican Coca-Cola is made with cane sugar, whereas American Coke switched to high fructose corn syrup in the early 80s as like a cost-saving measure. So the use of cane sugar is said to give Mexican Coke a slightly different flavor profile. And some people say the use of cane sugar results in like a crisper, cleaner taste. And around the early 2000s, Mexican Coke surged in popularity in the U.S., due in part to like a nostalgia and authenticity to the original formula of Coca-Cola. And also at that time, it was like a limited product, making it scarce. So that gave it like, you know, the FOMO and then also the cultural appeal of Mexican Coke. But the thing that stood out for me in the store when I was looking for it was mine came in a 12 ounce glass bottle, which you don't really see soda pops in glass bottles very much these days, unless you're buying a specialty soda like a Jones. So for me, a glass bottle gives it more of a high-end feel. So to keep this review fair, I found a bottle of American Coca-Cola in a glass bottle. And I paid about two bucks for the Mexican Coke and like a dollar twenty-nine for the American Coke. But the American Coke is like eight ounces. It's a tiny little thing. It's a tiny guy. That's what she said. Hey. <laughs> so what we're gonna try these uh, we're gonna try the American first and then go yeah, we'll on to try the Mexican the, Coke. We'll try the American one first here. Uh, nutritional differences, there's not much. Mexican Coke is a little bit higher in calories. But it's also more ounces Coke. though, so I wonder if that's the thing. No, uh, I did it based off ounces as if they were the same. Mexican oh. Coke's about 10 calories higher. Huh. I forget that you're an accountant, bro. You can do those and you can crunch them numbers real quick. Something refreshing about popping open a Coke and hearing that. I mean, everybody knows what Coke tastes like. Man. 
How is it out of the glass bottle, though? It's that classic Coke taste. It tastes better than, like, the fountain Coke. And it's been a long time since I've had a full-flavored Coke. Because if I do have a Coke, it's like Coke Zero, Cherry Coke Zero, something Mm -hmm. like that. As you guys know, here on the Nerd Reads Podcast, we do love our beverages out of glass bottles. It just has that quality vibe to it. I mean, it's Coke. It's It's Coke. All right. Well, then, without further ado, let's let's move it right along, bro. Let's get to these Mexican cokes. I'm excited yeah, to see reason, what this is like. The reason we're here. Let's this go. is the reason why we're here. This is what we're doing. Skull. Skull. We have to smack the whips, dude. All right. If it has a different flavor profile, I have the palate of a 12-year-old. I can't pick it up. Here's what I'm getting out of it just a little is less carbonation. Are you feeling it at all? I don't know. Let me go That's back what, to the American one. And actually does taste better. If I take a sip of that and then immediately take a sip of American Coke, if you want to do that in front of yourself right now, give that a try. You can tell a difference. It's a slight difference. It's not enough of a difference that if somebody blindfolded me and I did a blind taste test, I wouldn't be able to pick the two out. I don't even know if I could do that with Pepsi. I could do Pepsi versus Coke blind taste test, no problem. All right, dude. That's it. We doing this. We trying. Hey, I'm in. We're going to have some fun with that because, dude, hey, when you're blindfolded, you can't see. It makes it a lot harder to tell what you're drinking. Pepsi tastes like straight garbage juice. I mean, I'm not a huge – hey, bro. Man, Maggie's going to come slap you, bro, because, dude, Pepsi's her jam. She's the only person I know that when she asks if it's Pepsi and Coke at a restaurant and they say Pepsi, she's not like, oh, You know? All the rest of us get disappointed. I'm going to give the edge to Mexican Coke, bro. I'm going to give the edge to Mexican Coke because it is different. It's Coca-Cola. If you like Coke, try Mexican Coke. It gets my endorsement. Maybe if you're an avid Coca-Cola drinker and you try Mexican Coke, you may pick up on some subtle differences. Maybe you and I just don't drink Coca-Cola enough to know what's up. Go check that out. We're getting ready to talk about Vampires El Norte, so give us just a moment. And hey, dude, a lot of the uh, thing of me not looking at the camera, I just want to point out, I used to have my webcam sitting off to the side. So now, bro, are you really this bothered by it right Man, now? Man, you know, you're so bo- you're so bothered by it that you're bringing it back up, and we're talk we were literally talking about because, dude, I was just looking at my webcam, and it made me think, like, yeah, I get it, dude. I don't, I need to look into the webcam. Your boy don't go live. Who am I? I'm not Dylan Pope. I ain't out here. Stroke. You're bothered so much by people calling you out on not looking into the screen that you are bringing it back up. Like, we aren't even on this right now, dude. We have a complex about it now. I was going to say, dude, you must have a complex. All right, let's do this thing. All right, let's do this thing. Yeah. All right, I'm ready. Vampires of El Norte. This is... (laughs) 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 All right, man, this... The plot of this book is a historical fiction novel set in the early to mid-1800s on the Texas-Mexico border. Our book opens with our two protagonists, Nestor and Nina, as kids. They set off to a spring in search of Spaniard gold from a legend they heard about via Vaquero, tall tale, when they are attacked by a vampire. So yes, there are vampires in this book. However, the author leans more into like a supernatural style of vampire or like a creature of myth, which is cool. So you're not going to see like a Damon Salvatore or an Edward Cullen here. Nina eventually is mauled by one of the creatures and Nestor gets her home where she's believed to be dead. The book then flash forwards nine years. Nestor is living life as a Vakiro, which is 
Spanish for cowboy, and basically doing any and everything he can to cope with the grief of losing his childhood friend. But at his cousin's behest, to return to the ranch and help defend it from the Yankees, he spots Nina alive. Nina, meanwhile, has been living a life as a healer, trying to prove her worth to the ranch and not just be a political pawn to be married off. We have vampires, Nestor who ran from his home in grief, and Nina who feels like she's been abandoned for nine years, and here we are. Yeah, the themes of this book is it is a horror book, gothic, historical fiction, like you said. You pointed out that there are vampires, and if the title didn't give that away. And there are some lovey times, if you will. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> definitely uh, some lovey times. Um <laughs> This story is told third-person point of view with the chapters alternating between Nina and Nestor. It's cool seeing both sides of the story and getting a sense of what each character is feeling as the story progresses. And so there are a lot of things in this one that stood out to me, but uh, the thing that shined the most was the theme. I love that she spliced Spanish words to make the story come alive. It really did come alive to me. And I know these stories are, are completely different, but I felt the same way when I watched the movie Coco. Well, the art style of that movie really helped and added, but they brought that language in there to help draw you into the world and make it feel like, you know, you were a part of that. And she did a great job of doing the exact same thing with this one. And I really, really loved that aspect of this book. I found this book to be compulsively readable. Like I felt after each chapter, I just wanted to keep going. I love the historical fiction take of the book being set during the Mexican and American War. And at the heart of the book, it is, like you said, uh, it's a love story between Nina and Nestor. But also outside of the love story between them, it's a love story of all these people and the love they have for the land that they were raised on. I felt that it was a little slow out of the gate, but it does pick up. And I felt the pacing started to work really, really well for me. Like you said, very readable, very engaging. It just feels like it's effortless after a while. Yeah, it was a very dark and atmospheric read. And I actually, I loved her uh, depictions of the vampires in this book. So like you have the aspect of horror from the vampires, and then you have another horror aspect, which is the horror of war. With that said, while it is horror novel, dude, I could have used a touch more horror in my horror novel. Like, these vampires were so cool. I wanted more of them. Anytime they were in the scene, they dominated the scene and the suspense was through the roof. I wanted more of that. Yeah, she did a really good job when she did bring them into the story. Even in the first scene, when you first see these things, I remember reading that and thinking, man, if this is going to be the thing... (laughs) This is epic, right? And like you said, you didn't get a ton of that. She does keep it spooky, even at its core being romance. And I agree with you there. I could have used a little more of it myself because it was just so good when it was there. Exactly. And you give me a romance novel with this type of writing and this style of setting, and I'm just fine with reading it, dude. I'd easily recommend this book to any fan of historical fiction, romance. And if vampires interest you, check them out because this is one of the better depictions of vampires. Empires I can remember in a long time. I'm giving this one a very solid four. Very well written. I actually really love her style. And she has that other book that's out that came out before this one. And I'm kind of interested in at least seeing what that's about. I think it's called The Hacienda. It is. It's The Hacienda. I'm definitely interested in reading that as well. I believe that one takes place as like a spooky ghost story style deal. Four out of five for me here on this one as well. Definitely, definitely recommend it to any and everyone. Yep. Great book of the month selection right here. No doubt. So far, book of the month's been a win. 
Yeah, dude, we've had all hits. Uh, well, we've had a, <laughs> mostly hits on Book of the Month. I ain't going to go into the negative. But, hey, Book of the Month has been great. Gives me something to look forward to every month as far as, like, getting something new. And it takes me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I would have never read Vampires of El Norte without Book of the Month Club. We have trivia now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 while you might think, oh, man, this is going to be payback time. I don't I don't know if it is. I'll, actually, all of these are multiple choice. And I went with a unique theme. We are a podcast that talks a little bit about beverages. We talk a little bit about books. We talk a little bit about food, nerd culture, that kind of thing. So today we're doing food from around the world trivia. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> we do like video said, game trivia. Do what? We do video game trivia. Oh, there's going to be no Tony Hawk answers in this one, my friend. I hope you're ready. Here we go. Where does apple strudel traditionally come from? Is Austria. All right, bro. Listen, dude. Did I say it was multiple choice early on? <laughs> my bad. Are you not gonna? Are, can you not interrupt me while I'm in the middle? Of it? <laughs> Because you gave an answer, it's not even in the multiple choice. Yes, I'm off to a great start. <laughs> Go ahead. Give me the multiple choice. Austria, Australia, Mexico, or Thailand? Mexico. It's Austria. I was going to be my next guess. <laughs> what is Canada famous for producing? Chocolate, popcorn, fish, or maple syrup? Oh, maple syrup. That's right. What is borscht? <laughs> I'm going to spell the word because I don't know if I'm saying it right. B-O-R-S-C-H-T. It's either what is borscht or what is borscht. I, I don't know, dude. It's one of those things. Is it a soup traditional in Eastern Europe? A type of donut? A sort of French sausage? A city in Russia? What? <laughs> I'll go with French sausage. <laughs> You'd have been better off saying a soup, traditional in Eastern Europe. Uh, A traditional soup. (laughs) True or false, the Chinese fortune cookies were invented in America. Oh, true. It sounds like something we would do. It is. Which city in Italy does pizza come from? Pisa, Naples, Rome, or Florence? Naples. What is a quesadilla? A Spanish stew... A famous restaurant chain in America, a flat tortilla, traditionally from Mexico, filled with whatever goodies you want. Italian ice cream. A tortilla filled with goodies. <laughs> All the goodies. Yes. Last question. I thought it was going to be a trick question. I was overthinking it. I wish it was a trick question. Last question. Where does sushi come from? China, South Korea, Japan, or Hong Kong? I'm going to say Japan, but if there's a trick question, it's this one. And it is Japan. Good stuff. Hey, you didn't do too bad. And I tried, uh, but the one thing, dude, I love how I was reading question number one and my boy was so ready <laughs> to jump. I'm not even done reading the question and my man's over here jumping in with some, uh, with an answer. Germany wasn't even on the list. Well, I, initially, I initially thought you said apple streusel and you said strudel. Yeah. Oh, I said strudel. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like that you said streusel. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> but I don't even know if apple streusel comes from Germany, but it, you know, I went with it. I don't even know what an apple streusel is. Oh, my friend. Oh, oh, are we about to Google? Well, we'll Google here in just a minute. Give us a minute, guys. We're going to be right back with some nerdy news. Hey, bro. It turns out 
apple strudel is exactly what it is, and I've been calling it apple streusel for all these years. <laughs> Bro, I love that you go, you were like, uh, I thought you said apple streusel, so I thought that was German, and I'm like, dude, I don't know if I've ever heard Actually, of it. Actually, how do I do the apple streusel pie? It is, it's a Dutch Okay, streusel is a thing. I feel better about myself now. But have you had apple streusel pie? Yeah. No, you haven't. You've had no, apple strudels. <laughs> you were called of streusels. <laughs> we both know how this is, what's happening right now. We both well, know. I'm going to sip my liquid death and go back to my peasant way of life. <laughs> All right, hit us with that nerdy news, bro. So we're going to lead things off with our next book is None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. This is actually our second August book of the month pick. I hope that this book is as good as Vampires of El Norte. Same. Yeah, this one's going to be a psychological thriller about a woman who finds herself the subject of her own popular true crime podcast. It's tag thriller, mystery, suspense, and crime, and I'm looking forward to diving into this one, honestly. Same here. Speaking of book of the month, the September releases have dropped. There are six, I believe, books to choose from, but we here at the Nerdy Reads Podcast have selected The Stranger Upstairs by Lisa Matlin. All I know is it's about a couple who move into a murder house, and that was all it took for me. As soon as I read that little blurb, I went, huh, we do our book of the month episodes the week before the next month. So this is going to be our lead in to spooky season, murder house, spooky season. Done. That's my selection. Can't beat that. I'm ready for that one as well. Excited. Please reach out to Justin or I if you would like to start book of the month club. We can get you your first book free and we'll get $5 off a book ourselves. So, hey, hit us up. Next piece of nerdy news. We're going to touch base on the fourth wing miniseries launching September 5th. The Fourth Wing has been one of the hottest, most talked about books of 2023. If you go look at any bestseller list right now, it is sitting at number one as of this episode. Huge for a fantasy novel. Massive. So Justin and I are going to be doing special episodes on this where we're actually going to discuss spoilers. We try to stay away from spoilers when we talk about the books. So if you want to follow along and even read along with us, episode one is going to cover chapters one through ten of The Fourth Wing. Yeah, pretty excited about this. It is our first foray into bonus episode type content and really want to encourage you, even if you have not read any of the books with us before, this might be a really fun time to jump on with us because you don't have to read the book in a week. We are going to discuss this. This will be very book club-ish, which is a little different than our normal format, but it gives everybody a chance to read along. Man, we want to invite you to join us in this. So we're excited about this. We're excited to see how this goes. So, hey, participate. Be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to have a uh, book club style atmosphere for this one. And yeah, dude, check it out. It's going to be fun. Good stuff. Cash in our giveaway. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I would love to. So you guys may recall, this was more than a few episodes ago. This was like six, maybe seven episodes ago. We discussed the potential of having a BTS giveaway beyond the story about the BTS band, which we struggled with figuring out what it was. Robert said it was bang time shouties. <laughs> 
or something along those lines. Well, anyway, we have the book in our possession, a listener of the show and our friend Lauren, which she was very, very awesome and gave us this book to give away on the show. So we're looking forward to doing that. Be looking out on Instagram and Facebook as we are getting ready to post that in the coming week for you to have an opportunity to win this book. I think it's a collector's item from what I'm seeing. So would love for you all to participate in that. And so be on the lookout for our BTS giveaway. And I think that's about it for us today. If you recall, Mexican Coke was the winner of the verses. Go try that out. If you haven't tried it before, it's definitely something worth exploring. The book Vampires El Norte was amazing. It had a lot of really cool things. If you're into historical fiction, vampires, all of that kind of thing, horror, we want to encourage you to give that book a try by Isabel Cañas and guys we are on social media that is where that giveaway is going to be we want to encourage you to go do that Robert where can they find us you can find us over on Facebook Instagram threads Twitter now X and Goodreads at the Nerdy Reads Podcast and also thanks Lauren again for the giveaway we appreciate you thanks for listening Absolutely. And one thing we want to encourage everybody to do for us, people ask us still, how can we help the show? And one way to do that is to rate our podcast on wherever it is you listen. If it's on iTunes, we need some more iTunes ratings. So if you get on iTunes and give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify, it really does help people find us. And when people search for fantasy book podcast or sci-fi book podcast or whatever, it puts us a little higher on that list. And hopefully more people can discover the podcast as we continue to find ways to grow and build our community up. So appreciate you all so, so much for helping us with that. You guys are amazing. Thanks again for helping us out on Tuesday night and being there. We look forward to 25 more episodes of the Nerdy Reads podcast. And here, we love a good story. We believe that your story matters. So be good to each other and stay nerdy, our friends. 